0: You are listening to The E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Sarah, thank you for being our guest professor today on E-Commerce Marketing School. Thank you for having me, I'm excited. Awesome, um, so we don't need to spend time like diving into kind of your background and things. We know you run Curie uh, an incredible uh, Deodorant line, body care, skincare, body care. uh, We say clean body care. Clean body care. I like it. Um, Okay. So uh, tell, just I want to hear a little bit because I know you and I have talked before about kind of the history of Curie and how you got started. um, But can you tell me a little bit about like what you knew about marketing going into
1: running a business? I did not know a lot about marketing so my my career prior to starting Curie was pretty much all finance so um i worked as a cpa out of college i got my cpa my certified public accountant uh license worked at price waterhouse coopers for a few years and in that during that you know i was auditing i was doing um a little bit of like MA, ipo work basically no e-commerce exposure whatsoever uh, but then I started, um, I ended up getting a job in venture capital. And that was also very finance heavy. But I wa- that was when I started to get exposed to e-commerce. So we invested in a few e-commerce businesses. We were mainly um, the fund that I was at. I was at two different funds. Both of them were tech focused. Um, but we did invest in a few e-commerce companies. One of them was Black tux. One of them was Wink, um, the wine company, and I learned a lot. That was basically my my little mini MBA and learning what works for these businesses, what doesn't work. Um, you know, during my time in venture capital, I saw companies take off like rocket ships. I saw companies fail, and I kind of had a front row seat to all of that. And that was really what got me into e commerce and and what taught me really everything I knew about marketing at the time. Um, So that by the time I started Curie, I I did not have any hands-on marketing experience, but I did have kind of a more high level idea of what direction I wanted to go in. And then I think the first two years, you know, I've been at this now for almost over four years, a little over four years. And I think those first two years of running the business were my education. Like I learned so much during that time and really learned by doing and i would say now i would call myself a e-commerce marketing expert but definitely in those first two years i was learning on the go yeah i'm amazed that after knowing
0: everything you knew from working in bc that you still wanted to get into the world of e-commerce and solve a problem um what i love about curie is that you have a like a proprietary product right like you you've developed Um, from conceptualizing to ingredients to packaging to all of it. None of it is kind of off the shelf and reselling, but you're really... um, And and not necessarily like category creation, because the kind of clean deodorant body care lines were already existed, that category existed, so the demand was there. You knew the market um, was ready for it, but I think really building on what already existed and
1: uh making it better. So that was yeah, that thinking was about what how it could be done do. differently. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I had I had tried every aluminum free deodorant out there. I was trying to make the switch to cleaner, safer, you know, better products. And deodorant was just one thing that I could not find anything that worked for me. I tried everything and I started just talking about deodorant a lot i was like talking about it with my friends and my family being like do you want to use aluminum for deodorant do you guys know like any brands that work and it was like kind of became this obsession where i was trying like every i would go to every farmer's markets every whole foods and buy every one out there and made it kind of a fun little experiment and nothing worked for me and that was really what started um you know, the business is I. I decided, hey, let's let's try to make something better than what's out there. I teamed up with an incredible team of uh, chemists and formulators that had decades of experience in the category and worked for a year work uh, to develop our first formula. And since then, we've had this like obsession with improvement. Like even though we had that amazing formula from the get go, we have improved on it four to five times so we have changed our formula several times throughout the last four and a half years and i think that's what's really set us apart is continuous improvement just always making sure that you know it's one thing to have clean products but when it comes to deodorant efficacy matters like no one is going to keep using your product if it doesn't work and so that obsession with just being the best being the most effective being that deodorant that's going to be long-lasting but also makes you smell great and looks pretty on your countertop like that and you know has a brand that people like, you know, were for humans in motion. Like being a brand that those people really strongly align with has I think what has culminated into the magic that we're experiencing right now and the growth we're experiencing now. Um, yeah. having that brand, but also having the product that can back it up that, that actually works. So continuous improvement based
0: off of your own knowledge and the knowledge like that things that are happening in the industry and um, uh, ingredients that are uh, coming out and then things like that or yeah. uh, based
1: off of customer feedback and input customer, or both? Primarily customer feedback. Uh, we take it really seriously. Uh, we have our whole customer support team is in-house. We don't outsource our CX. That's a really important part of the business and I, I will, it will always be in-house. Because we have, you know, a direct line. I literally just got five messages on Slack from our CX team being like, hey, like flagging issues, flagging complaints, like uh, noticing trends and um, letting us know when we're seeing like critical mass, you know, hey, people are really complaining about this or people are asking for this. We take that so seriously. Um, And that's really what's driven a lot of our uh, product development and improvements that we've made to the product. And of course, you know, I'm using the products every day. I'm using our deodorant every day. I'm using our body wash every day in the shower. So I'm also keeping an eye on everything and, and, and I'm never finished. Like, the, just because we launch a product or we launch a new scent, like I, my work is never done. I am always trying to find ways to make our products better. And we really do listen to our customers feedback in that respect as well. I think a lot of e-commerce founders
0: are their first customer and sometimes there's this mindset of like i'm the first and best customer and so like the most ideal customer and so i know what needs to happen and um well that might have been true when you were um sourcing every single aluminum free deodorant on the planet and people were giving it to you for christmas and whatever else was happening Um, do you feel like that's still true that you are kind of the the ideal customer as well as the founder
1: Yeah, I'm definitely, I was definitely our first customer. That's for sure. I was trying, I was testing out every single formula that we, that we created on myself first, but no, I mean, I'm just one person. And I think what, what is really important about specifically deodorant is it is such a personal thing. Like your armpit, the pH of your skin, the, you know, irritability of your skin, like there's so many factors that can make a deodorant maybe work for one person and not work for the other even just going on our website looking at our reviews there'll be like 10 five star reviews be like this is the best deodorant ever like I've tried everything nothing else works for me and then right after that there'll be someone being like this is the worst deodorant ever it doesn't work at all it that's just the nature of a product that isn't this that is this intimate and also um is so it's there's so many things that factor into the efficacy of of a deodorant like where where a woman is at in her cycle like that can impact how effective your deodorant is the ph of your skin like my ph might be more acidic than your ph and that's gonna factor into whether it works it's gonna maybe maybe give you a rash but me a rash so it's a really intimate personal product and um for that reason i never ever am like oh, it works for me. Therefore, it works for everybody. Like I, I, we test everything um, on multiple people because not everybody, um, it's not what works on one body is not going to work on everybody. So that's a really important part of our product development process is getting feedback. And that's why we have our Sniff Club, which is our loyalty, um, you know, all of our super fans. We invite them to be part of this little exclusive club called the Sniff Club. And we have a few, I think almost a thousand members right now. And we do Zoom calls with them. We do, we send them product samples, sent samples, and they are kind of our test subjects. And wow. volunteer. they're volunteer to be our test subjects. And that's been a really important. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of our listeners
0: who are in the consumable space will relate a lot to that of, uh, you know, some people love, it's the cilantro thing, right? Like so for yeah. some people it's delicious and some people it tastes like soap. And that's true for most consumable products because we're putting it in or on our bodies um, and everyone's system and taste and and uh, all those things are very different. Um, I don't like the smell of patchouli, but other people might really love it, you know? So uh, things like that. What's cool about not just deodorant but and consumables in general and like it's so personal um deodorant in particular is very personal uh but what's cool about curie and the way that you've built it is it's a very personal touch you are front and center in the brand um and one thing that i noticed when i was shopping with curie was there's this really cool abandoned cart flow that you do that is emails from the person who leads CX. And I don't remember the name. Um, Margot. But it's she's like, actually my, my sister. <laughs> you're from your sister. Uh, yeah. They're like letters. I mean, it literally looked like an email that I got from my friend um, mm-hmm. in my inbox. And because I'm an email marketer, I knew it wasn't. But it's what it, it's like a text based like plain text, abandoned cart flow. Um, and with like a very personal call to action of like hit reply and talk to me. I'm a real human. um How did you guys decide to go that route versus kind of implementing like the standard, hey, we're going to turn on the Shopify abandoned cart flow, you know?
1: Yeah. So we did do an A-B test um on our abandoned cart flow, abandoned checkout flow, um and browse abandoned flow. And we did the dynamic product block versus these plain text emails that are you know written from my sister that are sent out it feels very personal it feels like our customers literally think a lot of the time that margo like went in and broke them an email and hit send like they they it feels so so personal that um a lot of people will respond and be like thank you margo for checking in on me it's really cute um, but we did an A/B test. Um, right now, abandoned checkout is the um is what. It, right now, we're sending that plain text email for the abandoned checkout flow, um, because we saw a twenty percent increase in um click through rate, and I think a twenty something percent increase in revenue from that email versus the dynamic product block. Um, for abandoned abandoned, um, wait a second, wait a second, twenty percent increase
0: from 20%. Making it a hair down email, taking all yeah. of the design, the image of the the product I'm Sharing
1: that one that we actually did multiple A B tests. One of them was actually 70% higher revenue. Um but I'm sharing the twenty percent one because that was a bigger sample size. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anywhere from twenty to seventy percent um, wow. increase in revenue. And I, um, and so, yeah, we, we do r- still run, um, we have been since I started the company that, um, that plain text email for abandoned checkout because it is super effective. It also feels so personal, which is such a big part of who we are. Like you said, like I'm such a big face, such a face of the brand and our, our team and myself are so, um, We're all over our social media. We're all over the website, and there's so many steps throughout that flow where there are there are those like personal touches that this is just so aligned with how we already are as a business. Like it is so personal that when someone is you know maybe being shown an ad and it's me talking about my story and the brand and it feels very personal, and then they're coming on our website. And they're seeing, you know, we have the Tolstoy videos in the corner where it's, again, me talking about, here's what, you know, you can expect when making the switch. And here's my favorite stand. And then they maybe click out of the screen before they check out. And then, boom, they're hit with that really personal email from our head of customer support. It just is a really, really consistent flow um, and consistent brand voice and that. The only, you know, and this is a big thing that we hear from customers that sets us apart is like, we're helping hold people's hand through the process and making that switch. People know it's painful. It It can be sweaty. It can be smelly. There is a transition period when switching from antiperspirant to an aluminum pre-deodorant. And we have established ourselves as that brand that's really holding your hand and helping you through that process and arming you with information and providing great customer support throughout. And, and your customers trust you because of that. Yeah. They trust that the education
0: you're giving is, um, you know, accurate and that they're going to come back to you for more when they want to learn more. Yeah. I think that that's yeah, exactly. a really key piece is that one of the ways you can stand out if, you know, in a, particularly in a market where there's tons of competition um, is to pr- be that, that voice of, we're not just here to provide you a product, but we're actually here to teach you. Um, to teach you the difference between an antiperspirant and deodorant. Um, Yeah. Because some people don't, literally don't know the difference. Um, And so just like being that um, trusted resource and like Margo's their friend in their inbox and and you are, you know, smiling at them on the website and they feel connected to actual humans. It's a personal touch.
1: And who doesn't love that, you know, when you're shopping and and you're used to these, you know the Amazon experience. Going to a website like Curie's and getting that really personal touch and personal experience is just is so much nicer. And <laughs> I think and so people really are there other
0: places in your business where you've implemented this kind of personal touch it, aspect or oh it's, maybe it is I think that question is hard to answer because you probably just do it so naturally it's like well everywhere yeah
1: it is everywhere and I think it just goes back to how how I started Curie like. I'm bootstrapped. I was I had a full time job. I had no like I put my whole savings into doing our first production run. So I didn't have any money left over for marketing. So those first two years when I say that I was like really learning everything I knew about marketing, knew about marketing, it was on a very bootstrap budget. So I knew what I was good at, which was all right, I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at selling. I'm good at telling a story. So I, and you know, what's free Instagram. So I'm just going to go on Instagram every single day and post and do stories. And I would go out on hikes. I would go for, I think when I started the company, I was training for a marathon. So I would do my marathon training runs and be like, okay, we're on mile 10. Let's do a sniff check. And that was so core to the brand in those early days. And then I was sending out every email, every campaign email, every flow email was coming from me. So I'm not a, co- a professional copywriter. So the only way I really knew how to write these emails and social media posts was my voice, my, yep. you know, how I would write to a friend. And so that was just, that kind of became our brand voice. And even though now I'm not doing all those things, you know, we have a team that's doing our email, the team that's doing social media, that voice has persisted and that is, um, it, it is everywhere it is on our website it is in our social media ads it, it is in i mean look at our facebook ad library it's all like just really really personal um videos and mostly videos of myself talking to the camera and that's what works for us and look at our social media it's you know pictures of our team that off site last week and People love it. Like people are commenting on it and they love being a part of it. So yes, that personal touch is everywhere. So therefore, when you do get that plain text email from Margo, it doesn't seem like weird or out of left field because you're like, oh, of course someone from Curie is emailing me right now. Like That's that's just what they do. Well,
0: With a 20 to 70% increase in revenue from a plain text email, I'd say it's worth trying. I um, like the idea Absolutely. of Do exactly how tech. you implemented yeah. it and split testing give it a try try it on like your you know your a small segment of your customers um
1: and see how it does for you and if you see a lift and yeah. try it with a bigger
0: segment and yeah um,
1: and I think one one smart thing and, and this was not me as our head of marketing but um I'll give her the credit for this but one smart thing was like realizing that one of the things that we kept seeing in our customer support inbox was people not being able to decide which scent that they wanted. Like that was a tough choice for people. Like, which scent should I get? Do you think I'll like this? And so we included that in the abandoned cart email. So at the end, it's like, you know, it's an email from Margot, And at the end she goes, PS, and um, white tea is my favorite. You're having a tough time deciding, like, respond to this email and I can help you out, or something like that. And it's just like that is people love that. Yeah. And they respond and they ask for feedback and they ask for um, our customer support team's opinions and they listen to them. And you sell a lot of white tea scent, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do.
0: <laughs> Vera, thank you for sharing the concept of adding like personal touches to. Your marketing channels. I think it's really valuable and um, something that pretty much anyone can implement and at least test out, see how it goes. And um, if they have questions, if they want to share with you their results, if they just want to say hi and see how you approach marketing, where can our listeners find you?
1: Twitter is the best place to find me. So uh, my handle is Zach Amore and um, also give Curia follow on Instagram, Bod, and also subscribe for to our emails and you can see for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. One of the
0: best ways to learn marketing tactics is to follow the brands that do it well. So definitely subscribe to Curia's social channels and to their email list. And um, and then when you have an, the same 20 to 70% results or any kind of results from your test, let me and Sarah know. We're excited to hear yeah. from you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks Val. Thanks for being here, Sarah. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to eCommerce Marketing School and huge favor. If you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. ECommerce Marketing School is now part of the Triple Whale Podcast Network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.